Provision Sunday. Normally, we always do here at the bridge in February uh, to kind of set some things in order and take care of some business and different things. Um, Proverbs 29, verse 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. So, according to that, we have an option, either have a vision or perish. So, it's pretty clear. And that's an easy statement to make, but it's not easy to accomplish. It's one thing to say something, it's another thing to do something. So according to Jesus in the New Testament, he said, those that hear his words and do it, or act on it, those are his disciples. How many wants to be a disciple of Jesus? So we need vision from God. But as I'm saying that, I want you to understand and not forget, and if it's been too long since you've heard the message at the end of last year that we ended out 2023 with a sermon series called In Part. So does anybody remember the sermon In Part? That Paul said, we know some things in part, not in whole. So look at your neighbor and say, you got good vision? That's a question. How's your vision? It's easy to go to the eye doctor and uh, get a checkup. And this year, once again, he told me uh, this year that uh, this would probably be my last year of having good vision. And I went to that eye doctor since 2003. I'd never been to an eye doctor before that. And I did it because I had to for work. And they just kept telling me how good my vision was. But every year they tell me next year is going to be the year when you won't have perfect vision any longer. And last year, the elderly gentleman that was there that, uh, what's it, optometrist, is that the title? Yeah. yeah. There's an ophthalmologist too, but I don't know the no, difference. Okay, so there's something different about them, but they're both eye doctors. I don't get that. But anyway, he's been the one that's done my eye exams mostly throughout all that process. Uh, he's a partner up there in Ashland, but every year, and last year he told me that he had never seen anybody 46 years old that could see what I saw. He said it was the best vision he's ever witnessed from somebody my age. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody hear that sigh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just I like saying it because it bothers somebody in the crowd. I don't know who, but somebody. Uh, she picks on you, Brittany. I'll get her back. We'll, we'll team up. Tag team. Don't worry, Dusty's next. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Dusty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to sit by Eric and Brittany, it looks like. And this year I went back, and, and that gentleman wasn't there, and, and – uh, You know, you sit down and in the chair and get all psyched up about it because they puff them whatever in your eyes. It's like, I, I don't get that. They say they're checking pressure, but I've been involved in hydraulics and all this stuff piping all my life, and I, I don't think you can ch check pressure by blowing a puff in somebody's eye. But that's what they say. I don't know. It apparently, they've got science behind it. But, well, your pressure's good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. That, that, what kind of machine you got there? <laughs> then you go in the other room, you sit down, and you sit in that chair, and they get up, and that equipment just looks like it's, it is, it's a monster-looking thing. It's just scary, and, and you're like, I don't know if it's going to work. And then you have to wonder, am I seeing as good as I did last year? Because sometimes I squint, and sometimes I move stuff, and I'm getting where maybe they're right. But every year I go in with the hopes of retaining my perfect vision. And the best part this year was they put us in a room together, me and my cohort that I go to the eye doctor with. 
Um, and we had to sit in the same room, and it was awesome because I got to go first. <laughs> and uh, sitting there, and, and the, a young guy comes in. I'm like, that's not the 80-some-year-old guy that's been taking care of my eyes for 20 years. <laughs> and I'm thinking, uh-oh. <laughs> so he uh, begins exam, and I, I said something like, um, you've got younger since last year. He said, well, unfortunately, my father passed away. And I was like, sorry to hear that. He said he passed away in December. I said, I lost my dad, too. So he, you know, was holding himself together pretty good. And uh, just the sorrow that hits your heart when somebody tells you that. It's always been there, but this year it was different because now I could see the way he saw. They said, never judge a man unless you walk a mile in his shoes. So this will be the first Vision Sunday that I'm ever going to be without a dad. That I just, Todd, you understand this. Dusty understands this. People in the room, you understand this. That's lost your father. Because they're the people that you can call that will do anything you ask. And they're just always there. So if you have your dad, cherish them while they're here. I did mine, but I implore you to cherish your dad and your mom. Without no vision, the people perish. People pass on. It's a part of life. But we must carry on the torch and carry that banner. But this young guy, he's checking my eyes. and It's funny how much a son can be like a father. He had more hair. <laughs> this young guy did. He's checking through and getting me all this stuff. And, and my CWI requires me to hold this thing at 6 inches, 12 inches, and 18 inches. And I have to read the same thing, the same line. And I did it. But I struggled just a little bit on the first word or two two words in that sentence I struggled on it and I was thinking uh oh it's no I'm no longer tricking the old guy <laughs> I'm about ready to be found out and he said at the end of my exam he said well you're good for another year but probably next year we'll have to have some correction and he said if you if you need them go ahead and get you some readers 100s and and wear them when you're looking at 10 print and small print so Leslie in her jubilance of excitement to hear him say that I needed 100s to read <laughs> goes to the dollar store and buys me the highest dollar version of the 100 she could buy <laughs> in hopes that in hopes that I would uh, I, I would need them and I, I've it on my recliner and I've been reading uh, very effectively or uh, this far since that time. So uh, I'll use them when I need them, just not yet. Vision is important. Vision is something we need. But if we need correction, it's okay. Amen? Just because I'm blessed with perfect vision doesn't mean that Leslie's less than me because she's got to have correction. Okay. Um, I was so jealous when I was a kid, Joe Don. We was in school, and you know, th these kids would come in and they'd have glasses on. I was jealous of them because I thought that was the smart kids. And the reason I was always in special ed was because... I didn't have glasses. That was my interpretation of it, but it really had nothing to do with the glasses. I'll tell you right now, it had nothing. They was sticking me with Mr. Wells and Miss Kilberth and all of them to try to help me out. And here I thought it was the glasses that was messing me up. I didn't have any, but uh, needed more than that.
Man, we need vision. In this day, more than we ever have. But one thing I want you to know for sure is that the bridge, we need it more than ever. We need clarity. We need vision. We need goals. We need ambitions. We need God to work through us together collectively to accomplish tasks. And these people that's going to come up and speak, God has gifted us as a church with these people to help lead the church. And I'm grateful for them. And I can't say enough how thankful I am for them. And Dusty's next up here, and he's coming up, and he's going to share with us some things about Children's Church, Youth Group, all the stuff that Dusty and Albie pertain to. Uh, Albie abandoned him and took off on a trip for the weekend, and Dusty was alone at the house last night playing Matchbox 20. And... <laughs> But now he's going to stand up at a pulpit and tell you all about Jesus. So, right. Is that good? Was that good, Brittany? Okay, I just want to make sure I get my cue just right. So, Dusty's going to come up and share the vision and where we've been, what we've done, and what we're going to do. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out to Travis, my number one fan. Always whoop, whoop, whooping anytime. So, you know, whatever. I don't do well being home alone. I'm getting better at it. Uh, this new job that I have, I work from home about four days a week. And uh, so I am getting better at being home by myself. Um, but I still am not good when left to my own devices. So, you know, pray for me. And uh, we're going to get through this weekend. Um, Albie should be back tomorrow. And by that time, I'll be somewhere else in Kentucky. Uh, so, you know, anyway, um, it's good to see everybody. Um, sticking with the theme of vision, um, I, I was sitting there thinking about a time that I went to the eye doctor for the first time. I've had terrible eyesight my whole entire life, I think. I remember being in the sixth grade and, like, doing this number here. And then the teacher was like, you can't see, can you? I'm like, no, I can see. I can see fine, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can see fine, and, uh, you know, but I couldn't, and I, I didn't realize that, I didn't know what bad vision even was at that point, and um, I went to the eye doctor, Dr. Bertram, and uh, down here in Vanceburg, and uh, he hooked me up with some glasses, and we were trying on frames, and at this point, I'm, you could relate me to Brittany, because I wasn't very smart at the time, and so, you know, I guess, and so I'm trying on these different frames, and um, and I, mom puts these frames on my face, and I go, oh my gosh, I can see so much better, you know, and I was like, hey, these are great, and mom's like, they don't even have lenses in them. <laughs> so my mind tricked me into thinking I could see, but I do recall the very first time that I got my actual glasses in and put them on my face for the first time, and if you've been a person that's had bad vision, and you put your glasses on for the first time, or even like the first thing on in the day, like when you first wake up and you can't see and you put your glasses on, everything is so amazing. I felt like I could see leaves for the first time. I was passing the trees as we were going home and I could make out the detail on these leaves. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. And uh, I could see every little aspect of this stuff and it was just blowing my mind, Corey. I couldn't even believe it. But it just proves that when you have vision, Everything is so much more uh, beautiful, and everything is so much, it calms you down almost, just to be able to see what's coming at you. And, you know, most people are afraid of the dark, and they're not necessarily afraid of darkness, but they're afraid because they can't see what could be coming at them, what could be in the dark with them, or, or what's going on. So when we shine light on what's going on, we shine light on the things to come, it's really a calming thing. It helps us calm down, helps us feel good about what's coming and what's coming up. So I do just want to kind of go back just for a second, kind of talk about some of the things that you may have seen. And as Pastor Ben put, I was abandoned. And so, you know, I have to cover Albie's little portion of this as well. So, you know, um, I may not be as knowledgeable as I maybe need to be, but I do have all the stuff that we did. Last year, we did a Barnyard Bash VBS theme, which was a lot of fun. 
Um, Ricky got uh, ticketed for punching cows and uh, and uh, trying to hang horses. So see who has the mic now, Ricky. Uh-huh. She always says that I did that, but I have the microphone, and that's my story. And so Sh Sheriff Dusty had to ticket her. But anyway, so Barnyard Bash was a lot of fun. We had a lot of great times. Um, there was um, blow-up animals everywhere in here. It was just so much fun. The kids had a great time. Um, and that's something that we're planning to do again this coming year. Uh, may not be Barnyard Bash, but we're going to have another theme. And uh, so be looking out. Albie will be asking for some volunteers to come help. So... Uh, so Elsie Faye can have a good time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so we can all have a great time uh, with the kids. So that'll be coming up this coming year. Um, we did pancakes and pajamas for Christmas, and we did crafts for Jesus, and we sang songs, and we sang happy birthday, and we decorated, and it was really a lot of fun. And the kids had a great time with that as well. Um, you know, Albie and I always just want to take a moment just to thank every single person that gives their time and their talent and their treasures to serve the kids. Uh, right now we have um, uh, teachers over in the two different classes and they are volunteering to teach and to train the children and to love them and to pray for them and to kind of give them instruction on God and try to help them understand God and understand his love and understand what he does for us and what he, his son has done for all of us. And so I'm so grateful and thankful for every single one of you who volunteer your time to do that. You guys are adding um, just so much value to this church when you do that. And you may not even understand it because you may come away from that experience thinking, I'm going to pull my hair out and then set my head on fire, <laughs> you know, because sometimes kids can be a little rambunctious. And, uh, and that's okay, but, you know, what you're doing is making a lasting impact on the church. Um, the bridge is going to need our younger generation to continue to step up and continue to be trained and developed and discipled so that we can pass off one day to the next generation, however they say, and have them continue to grow and develop our church. So thank you so much. You guys are so appreciated. Um, this year, um, and I don't think we had a, a, a goal for Speed the Light for the kids uh, last year, but for this year, Albie has set a goal for $300 for the students to raise, for the little kids to raise for Speed the Light. Um, and Speed the Light is a missions-based uh, thing that the, the Kentucky Youth Ministries and Assemblies of God youth all kind of give into to help provide essential transportation um, and different things to help missionaries speed the light of the gospel to these places that have not ever heard about Jesus. And so they're going to be trying to raise $300, and I'm sure there's going to be some different kind of fundraisers and some cool things that we're going to do for that. And then for our youth group to uh, kind of transition into that, our youth group meets um, every Sunday night here at the church, or sometimes we do it at our house down on Front Street, and, um, you know, it just depends on what the kids want to do. A lot of times they just want to come hang out at our house and play games and eat food and, and hide babies all over the place. I don't... <laughs> I don't know if you guys seen Albie's Facebook post, but they just hid these little tiny babies. And, like, I've been finding babies all week in my house. And I'm like, anyway, I hope that you guys have to deal with this one day. Somebody brings a bunch of babies over to your house, and you just keep finding them everywhere you go. I open the fridge, and there's babies in my fridge. <laughs> anyway, it was really funny, but... You know, that's the kind of stuff that they do. We play games, we have fun, we learn, we do a full worship service, and then we end out with some games. It's a really great time. So if you have teenagers or if you have friends who have teenagers, we really want you to invite them and tell them about our youth group because it's a lot of fun. We're learning a lot about Jesus. We're discipling them, learn, helping them learn and grow. But we're also playing a lot of really fun games. Um, Isabella started a uh, youth or bridge youth TikTok, and they've been doing like these different um, reviews of things. Like they did a review over the uh, the new Subway Sidekicks. This is not an ad for Subway Sidekicks, but they did do that, um, and so it, it was really cool. They didn't get to try the cookie yet, but they did try the pretzel and the uh, what was the other one? The churro. Have you guys tried those yet? A lot of people say they're great. I didn't think it was that great. But anyway, you know, um, whatever. You know, it's not, yeah, it's not Chick-fil-A, right? Yeah, go follow them. If you, I know you guys are on TikTok. Everybody's scrolling, doom scrolling all day. Go like them. They're going to, you'll, you'll be seeing some games that they play. You'll see some reviews that they do. I don't know what they have planned for that thing. I don't know. I don't even have TikTok. 
um, because I'm super cool. And so, yeah, we hang out and we do all that stuff. So um, that's coming up, upcoming events that we do have. Uh, Winter Jam, I mentioned last Sunday. So that's going to be March 24th, um, right after the Sunday service. So if you guys want to come to that, we're opening that up to the church. You guys can all come. Um, it is 10 bands for $15. And there are some amazing bands like Crowder, Kane, Katie Nicole is going to be there. Uh, Lecrae's going to be there so Albie can get her Christian rap in and really get down as she does. Uh, uh, Cincinnati. So it'll be at the Cincinnati location. And uh, so we're going to leave right after service on Sunday, head up to Cincinnati, hang out. Um, this concert starts at 5 and then we'll be done and be back home before hopefully too late. Um, but it won't be extremely late because the concert's at five so but it's 15 bucks and it's you decently you get pretty decent seats no matter where you go so it's pretty cool if you haven't been to one of those concerts i really want you to go because it's amazing it's fun just to go be in the atmosphere and to, and to hear all the amazing things that are happening for jesus and uh it's really really awesome and if you haven't heard crowder live you're missing out because he's amazing i've, I've got the chance to hear him several times he's awesome um, so we're going to be announcing some dates coming up for summer kickoff and our camps. Um, this year, I am encouraging our students to, um, uh, every year, the Assemblies of God youth have um, their own camp at Camp Crestwood. Um, in addition to our camp, I'm encouraging our students to look into that camp and go. And uh, I think it could be a good time and it could be a really beneficial thing for, for your students and for your kids. Um, because they do some really, really awesome things. They have, I mean, it's a really fun camp. They have paintball. They have all kinds of stuff. Every worship, uh, every night of worship is kind of like um, the um, youth convention night that we do get to go do. So it's really, really powerful, and it's really cool. So I am encouraging our students to look into that and to go to that if they really want to. I think it's a good time. Kenna, you got to go one time, didn't you? And look at her. She's, you know, productive. Yeah, yeah, see, it's a good time. So, And she's now a productive member of society now because of that camp. Um, you know, no. <laughs> I love Kenna. She's awesome. But, yeah, we, that was, I think that was like the only year that we went, actually, when you went. And uh, so I really want some kids to start going to that. I think it's, it could be beneficial. Um, and then we'll also be doing youth convention again this year, and we'll be asking for volunteers to come and hang out with that. Um, like I said, if you haven't had an opportunity to really go in and worship with our students at one of these events, you're missing out. And I know that you all hear the stories after we come back and you hear the different adults like Brittany and Jess and some others who have gone. Um, you know, it's powerful, man. And there's something different about when people just abandon everything for Jesus. And and that can happen here. It doesn't happen have to happen at a youth convention in Louisville. It doesn't have to happen at camp in Louisville. It doesn't have to happen anywhere else. It could happen right here. If we would all decide to just abandon it all and say, you know what, I'm going in for Jesus. I'm going to raise my hands. I'm going to dance around. I'm going to sing. I'm going to shout. I'm going to do what I need to do um, to get close to him and to honor him in the way that I need to honor him. Um, this year, we have set a new goal for Speed the Light for the Youth. And uh, last year, it was $1,000. And if they had reached that, I was going to eat Chick-fil-A. And, of course, they did it. I didn't think they'd do it. Of course, they did it, and I had to go eat Chick-fil-A. And I know you guys are thinking, whatever, it's just Chick-fil-A. But, you know, it was too late for me to do it. And, uh, and it really upset me that I had to. <laughs> it was good. It's still too late for me to continue eating it. I'm not going to go back ever again. It was just a one-time thing. Um, you know, so whatever. But this year, we are upping our goal to 2000 So we are going to double what we did last year. I have no doubt that our students can do this. Um, we, they almost, I think they raised about 1500 last year. So we got really close last year to 2000 So we're going to go ahead up it to 2000 for this year. Um, and some of the students have decided to do one in a thousand, which is, I think Isabella is going to do like a thousand tennis serves. And she's going to be asking for some people to sponsor as she does these thousand, uh, she's going to have tennis elbow for sure, uh, tennis serves. And, uh, there's some other things. I know Milan was maybe planning on doing a one in a thousand thing as well that she was talking about. Um, some, some kids have talked about giving up their one day, which is their birthday, and all the things that they would get, they donate to Speed the Light. So, like, if there's money, they donate all that money to Speed the Light. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of cool things happening this year. We're excited about what the students are doing. And we're excited that they're excited to be 
giving to missions and to be giving uh, back to the church and to be supporting spreading the gospel all over the world. And, uh, you know, that's what we should all be doing. So we covet your prayers. We ask that you guys continue to pray for us, pray for the students of this church. They're under attack. I know that that's always been a thing. I've always heard that since I was a kid. But, man, you know, I've never seen, and I've been here for 10 years, and I've, I've never seen the students of, our, of, of this generation being attacked as much in every angle as they are being attacked today. From every angle they get it. And so, and it never stops. It doesn't stop when they leave school. It doesn't ever quit. Um, and they're being pressured to change and to do things that, you know, we weren't pressured into doing maybe until we were a little bit older. But kids, young kids are being pressured into doing some things. And, and so I just, I ask that you pray for them, that you encourage your students to come to youth. You encourage your kids to go to class. You encourage your kids to, to, to take in all that they can take in because it's so important that they learn and grow and develop and hear what they should be doing versus what the world is always telling them what they need to be doing. And so I just pray that, you know, that's my prayer, and it has been for a while, that, you know, we would just understand that how important it is, you know, to develop our students and to disciple them. And I couldn't ask for a better church to be so supportive. You guys are so great and amazing. I love you guys so much. Our pastors are fantastic. And they're doing a great job supporting everyone. I thank you. I love you. And uh, I'll pass it on to the next. Okay. Next up is Stephanie, but she runs to the back. I don't know if she's trying to get away. Derek, maybe she's leaving you to do this. I don't know. That's maybe this is a trade-off. Amen. Thank God for Dusty and Albie and all of you that help. I, it doesn't just happen on its own. The, the barnyard bash, I mean, <laughs> Derek was charged with bringing animals here that he probably didn't want to bring here, <laughs> but he did anyway uh, because his daughter said to, and you know how that is as a dad, I'm sure. So Stephanie's up. She's going to talk about some of the financials and some of the things that's happened there. I just have a few numbers. Um, so our average weekly attendance for 2023 was 80, and then we had 10 salvations and 10 baptisms. Um, and that's all I have. Short and sweet. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I was watching. Elsie knew it was coming. Um, I want to brag on Stephanie. She's done an awesome do job as church secretary the last couple of years, so I'm very thankful for her because she's done great. Um, you know, I'm not really didn't have to train much. She just took it and grabbed and, and ran with it, and that's helped me out a lot because I, I really don't have a lot of time to do much of anything <laughs> anymore, So um, except go to the eye doctor, obviously. So, um, TJ, if you'll put up that next slide. Um, just missions. Uh, last Sunday was Mission Sunday which we didn't highlight anybody because I knew we were doing Vision Sunday on the way here, and I was a little under the weather last week. But uh, missions, that is the extra money that comes in above tithes and offerings, and we talked about it on a first Wednesday and mentioned it in January, but every first Sunday of the month, typically starting next, next month, we will highlight a different missionary. So I will say if you're watching from home and the audio cuts out or there's a blank screen, and that is because some of the missionaries, like what we're going to have today, and TJ will take care of all that. So if you're ever watching and it's like, what happened? Don't leave because it's just a couple minutes. We can't advertise who we're supporting because it's dangerous. But um, 
Missions has been awesome this year, and uh, the missions total, missions giving was $15,562. That's pretty awesome. So um, what that mission, and I'll look for it to be even more next year because Stephanie said that our missions giving has went up since we've talked about that last month. Um, just that we want to pick up extra missionaries this year, so to do that, we have to, we need more money. Um, so missions, that covers our missionaries overseas, ones we have in the U.S. That covers when we do the, fill in the 15,000 Easter eggs, um, when we do our 9-11 dinner, and that, that covers things when we uh, sponsor, um, I don't, we do things different every year, but there's been years where we sponsored a Little League team as a church. So that that's missions money because people might think, what does that have to do? Well, it's, you're supporting your local missions like it, you know you're pouring into the youth and pour, so it's not just all church stuff so please keep in mind that when you give for that it goes towards all kinds of cool stuff so fifteen thousand dollars is huge and tj if you'll cut the sound just for a minute and i think this week he's covering the camera with diary of a wimpy key <laughs> we'll have something better worked out but um just real quick for a minute we're not going to leave this up very long for obvious reasons but this is abby gordon so she is our february missions um she is a world missionary. She is in an area that is um, top secret, pretty much. But um, they call it Central Eurasia. That's where Europe and Asia come together. Um, she's in a very dangerous area. She's been here before. Several of you guys have met her. Super sweetheart. But um, she goes out and reaches the people of Abijar Bayon. I'm not saying it right. I barely speak English. Um, it's not a hilljack word, so I struggle with that. But she's been in areas like Turkey, Istanbul places where if they know you're a Christian, they'll kill you. So, um, TJ, you can go ahead and change the picture back and um, cut the sound. But we're, you know, um, that's what some of that money goes for towards is to support missionaries like her. So if it's ever on your heart to, you know, give something above your offerings, that, that that's what it's going to go support. So we're just going to show you all a different picture of something every month. Uh, next month, it's either going to be Tabby or Isabella, they have both volunteered to, to talk about missions once a month, so I don't have to do that. So if you're interested in that and you give to it and it's your heart and you like checking in on, on Facebook, most of these do have Facebook. It might just be under a different name. But um, get with me about doing that, so next month they'll be highlighting somebody. So missions is awesome. The other thing that I'm going to talk about real brief, um, Elizabeth and Ryan have done small groups at church for a long time, for the last few years. Elizabeth, Isabella had her wisdom teeth cut out and been looking like a chipmunk all week. Yeah, all. Um, so Ryan's with her this morning. Isabella, or Elizabeth, um, had to go and move CrossFit equipment on a Sunday to get everything out for SOMC and the Life Center and all that. So that's where she's at. So her and Ryan have, have done small groups for the last couple of years. Uh, what a small group is, because I'm going to be honest, we've kind of fell in the wagon. Anybody feel like since when you first got saved or first started coming here maybe a year ago, you were super excited and now you're just kind of here? I mean, I mean, we're all there. It's it's totally okay. I mean, so I, we're, I'm there right now because it's just like, oh, my gosh, I've got to get – it's – you're happy about it, but when you first get saved, you're excited and you want to do everything you can. You want to help. I want to serve with that. I want to do this. But then you feel – you just kind of get burnt out or you feel like, well, I really don't want to do it or – I don't want to go to that, but I don't want to do anything because we, we just get stagnant and complacent. So I want to challenge you guys as well as myself this year for a small group to to check in with Elizabeth or myself or Dusty, one of us, about leading one of those. We do have some, you know, special uh, expectations that we ask if you are leading a small group. But the reason we have small groups is because we only meet one time a week, okay? And sometimes life gets so busy and crazy that we can't give God that hour a week. Does anybody feel like you're there? Or it's like, well, I'm too tired or I don't feel like going. I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot of Sundays I don't feel like getting up and going. Even if I wake up at 630, I'm like, man, I'd just rather lay here all day <laughs> instead of actually getting up and getting ready. Um, life happens. The devil happens. We get tired. We get sick and things like that. And there's been statistics, and it kind of scares me that, you know, average attendance for, like, people in our age group, like I went Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, service Thursday night was youth and my dad taught I was sick of church man I was like oh my gosh went all the time so now we got when I know Whitney's laughing because she was at church of God like that but now we've got one Sunday a month and we gripe about coming on one Sunday a month yeah sorry excuse me sorry mission Sunday is one Sunday a month grabbing about one Sunday a week things happen I'm not judging you because things are going to break you got to work but that's the reason that we do small groups because once a week is really not enough to connect and grow in your, your relationship with God so that's, that's why we're trying to encourage 
small groups is because life happens and it kind of scares me. We were talking with Dusty and Albie when we went to eat with them a couple Sundays ago, but like the people that, that came three or four Sundays a month, like in another 10 years or your kids, are they going to go Sundays at all? And, I, and I'm not judging anybody as a parent. I'm not judging myself, but the way society is, I hope to God there is, but I bet there's not going to be 70 or 80 people in a church, in this church 10 years from now on a Sunday morning. Just because, I'm not trying to speak evil, but trends are changing, life gets busier, that we put other things in front, but then we wonder why our kids don't want to serve God. And, and, and so I just want to challenge you guys, that, that's, why we do, that's why we want things like small group. It's not to, not to drag anybody else or go to, but that's where growth is going to happen. That's where you get to know who's sitting beside you. You're not going to get to know everybody on a Sunday morning. So small groups are important. So I challenge you guys, I'm challenging myself. Sometimes we just got to get our butt in gear. And just and just go and volunteer, and we kind of get stuck. And it's like, well, I volunteer, and I don't feel like it's making a difference. So I'm just going to do like everybody else and just sit and chill. But I encourage you guys, encourage Ryan and Elizabeth, get involved in a small group once we start those up. And we've done them on rotations. We've done them everything, you know, everything. But get plugged into a small group. We've had cooking groups. Dusty's going to start his campfire worship groups again. Brittany's had book studies at her house. Elizabeth's had a workout group. I'm going to skip over that one because I don't want to talk about working out right now. <laughs> but that's where I first met Ashley Willis. I was like, who is this crazy woman? And what is wrong with her? She doesn't get tired. She, doesn't, she just yells a lot. She's nuts. Bobby Bloomfield's garage, we all had to throw our mats out after that one because they all had grease all over them. But that was one of the first ones. But that kind of stuff is where connections happen. And don't get me wrong, if you're sick, if you got stuff coming on Sundays, that's totally fine. I'm just, just keep in your mind that the next generation, what are we pouring into the next generation? We have the best youth pastors and children's pastors, and a lot of times we don't utilize them because we're too lazy to. But I, I promise their hearts are awesome. We've got awesome small group leaders. Um, we want the church to grow, and Ben's going to talk a little bit about building stuff and things like that. But what are we pouring into the next generation? Are we teaching them how we give our money? Are we teaching them how we give our tithes? Are we teaching them how we give our time? Are we teaching them how, how we should read our relationship with God? Are we teaching them... You know, what, what are we pouring into them? So just, just keep that in mind. As we start these connection groups, man, if you got a kid, do try to get your kid to do one. We've had Kirby done a makeup group one time. I did not go to that. But Albie, they all loved it. We've had kids do, um, Isabel and Elizabeth did like a campfire cooking group in their front yard. That's where they made those hobo biscuits or hobo donuts. Yeah, well, apparently Cindy ate all of them. But... The <laughs> There's all kinds of different stuff, but, but we need each other. We, we, can't, we can't do it just us. It takes all of us. It takes everybody's talents. It takes everybody's time. It takes everybody's treasures. And even because I burnt Brittany and Dusty to Brittany, I'm not going to burn you anymore. I'll lift you up. So I love Brittany. She's been with us since we first came, really not long after. I was like, who is this chick? Who is this cheerleader type chick that has the biggest heart, biggest, is the biggest giver that you would ever know? But we, we all need each other. Um, we all need to encourage each other's ministry. Man, send your kids to stuff. I know sometimes they don't want to go, but send them because you're doing what God's called you to do. And even you're like me, your kids are going to hate some stuff, but then after they get there, they're usually fine. But I was aggravated. My parents make me go to church a bajillion times a month, three or four times a week. But now looking back, I'm thankful for that because I knew they were doing what God called them to do, and it's hard telling what I would have turned into. I mean, I know you're thinking, God, you're a mess now. Well, imagine if I hadn't had like a, a ton of church. <laughs> so, yeah, train wreck in slow motion. But um, we're able to do this stuff in missions because of you guys. We're able to give that. We're able to do the Easter egg hunts. I hope you guys are ready for filling 15,000 Easter eggs. You'll have them coming out of your bibs. They'll be everywhere. So, yeah, um, but get, get, a, get plugged in in a small group, whether it's a book, whether it's a sewing group, cooking. We've had kayaking groups. Um, Brittany might do a pool party group, but, but we need each other, and the small groups are what helps us grow as Christians. Sunday mornings are great, and I love hearing Ben preach. I love hearing us talk, but guys, I'm telling you, that stuff through the week is, is, is what makes the difference, but we can't do that without you guys. Um, so get, get with Ron and Elizabeth when they're coming back, and I didn't really tell her what I was going to say, but 
Um, she just said, hey, I'm not going to be there. I said, that's all right. We'll just tell everybody you were convicted and left the church. You missed two Sundays in a row. But that's what she goes, she goes, I had to do a spin class last week and just let people know. But her heart's in it. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not worried about you. But um, get plugged in because I, I promise you, God's got more of a purpose than just for us coming and sitting on Sunday morning. Even if you feel like, I know, and I know people don't have time, believe me, I'm, I max out on time just in life. Like, I feel like my head's spinning. But what are we here for? Are we here just to work ourselves to death and go and sing a song a time a week? And maybe um, God has a bigger purpose for you, and he will use you for his kingdom. But we've got to take that first step and jump in. Um, so I love you guys. Thank you for giving to missions. I, I look for that number to be like twenty or 25,000 next year, no joke. Um, but thank you guys for doing that. Thank you guys for being willing to listen and just and loving on me and Ben. We've been here several years. Um, there's been a lot of ups and downs, but but I promise you, please don't think, well, they don't understand that I just don't feel like coming. We feel like that a lot. Like sometimes we have to make each other get in the car. <laughs> it's kind of like it's a kid, get in where you're going to the Lord's house now. But life happens. It's 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 encouraging. It's depressing sometimes when people leave or change happens or stuff. It hurts, but... We're here because of a calling, and I know that's why you guys are here, too, or you would have done left a long time ago. So I'm very thankful for you guys. I love you all. Um, I'm excited to see what God is going to do through us in 2024. Don't lose that fire. Don't lose that excitement, because the devil wants for nothing more than for you to sit at home and be miserable or just be too tired. But we we got to jump in. we got to go full force. You guys with me this year? I'll push you when you can't go, and you push me when I can't go, and we'll just all be real real together and um ashley says hot mess express i'm a train wreck in slow motion <laughs> that's usually what i t but i love you guys um thank you for being with us here at the bridge i mean we love and appreciate every one of you all um if you do come to the super bowl party tonight we'll eat a bunch of food because i like to eat and we're not talking about working out either no not today not today devil no i'm just playing but we love you guys He's, he's working out of town. Yep. When he's in town, yes. When he's out of town, hard to get here. Um, we appreciate Travis and Alnetta uh, doing those Wednesdays for us. Uh, it was something that God laid on his heart, and we just need to pray that God uh, makes his job uh, where he can get here. Now you know how to pray that uh, his next job will be Winchester. So those of you that cry about getting up and driving three minutes to work, <laughs> think about this. Uh, would you look at that? Um, <laughs> only people that's watched it knows. Um, how lovely of a vision that we've got to see and, and hear about what has been done and what's going to be done and all those things and, and all these different groups and different things. But I just want a, a, a picture, an image to stick in your mind. So if you're here and you've served in greeter ministry, I want you to stand up. If you've ever been a greeter here and served in greeter ministry, I want you to stand up. Let's give them a hand. Here's our greeters. They, they bring you, co get coffee going. They get you some how he even made muffins this morning for you. I'd say mom did, but he took credit. Um, have you ever served in children's ministry, either being a nurse, nursery worker, a bouncer, or a teacher over in the clubhouse? I want you to stand. Anybody that's ever taught in any of those, uh, there you go. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, what else we got? Help me, Dusty. What else we have? Volunteerism. Security. There we go. If anybody's ever served in security here, yeah, well, there you go. If you ever served in security, stand up. They're afraid to stand up because they'll be known. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you go. There we go. Yeah. So you're safe. I promise you, you're safe. And that's a good thing. Um, cleaning ministry. There we go. If you've ever been involved in cleaning ministry, to come in and clean once a week, if you stand up. We appreciate you, right? So without these things, this doesn't happen. There is a whole lot of behind the scenes that you never see that makes these things possible. If you've ever given at least a dollar in the bucket in the back, I want you to stand up. 
If you've ever given at least a dollar in the bank, I want you to stand up. There you go. A lot of people standing, right? Everybody's standing. That's awesome. Without that, this doesn't happen. How wonderful it is when brethren dwell together in unity. How beautiful it is. And I appreciate all that everybody does here to make this happen. And we, we just are along for the ride, <laughs> me and Leslie, and we, we love and cherish uh, this church. It's, it was God sent to us. I said no too many times. Pastor Wells wouldn't let me say no anymore and made me come for two weeks. And then they somehow we sat down for a meeting, and Pastor Joe sent a letter and said, you're the pastor of this church. It's like, thank you. Love you, Pastor Joe, if you ever watch. <laughs> And it has been more than I ever expected that we've got to witness happen here. And it's one of those things that just, I, I don't know. Um, it's the knowing in part. I still think, Betty, that I'm seeing in part that there is a vision in front of us that God has that I can see little glimpses of and little segments of from time to time. But when we came here, the, the church at that time had had a, a, a building fund that they was started. They had uh, blacktop. They had uh, done some different things and set, put the shelter down here, different stuff at that point in time. And they had, you know, total in, in the church's coffer at that time was somewhere around $25,000. That's a lot of money for a smaller church. And it's because of people like Gartha and people and Tom and, and people like uh, Linda uh, and Lonnie Sarton that was here and had pastored previous to us and uh, through the years, just different ones, Brother Ronnie Boggs and, and Robin, just awesome, awesome, awesome people that had stayed the course, watched little things happen and kept doing little things. All these people kept doing little things. And we're enjoying and benefiting from their contributions of a bunch of little things. And when we came here, there's one little kid that sat in the back. You remember that? And Hayden, and it, it was Sister Helen would come and, and be back there sometimes teaching. And Joanne. I, Joanne, yeah, Sister Joanne taught one little kid, and they was faithful. It's faithful. And that's what God wants us to be is faithful. If you want to be found any way when Jesus splits that eastern sky, what you want to be is to be found faithful. Amen. And that means different things for different people, but faithful is faithful to God. And I want to be found faithful. I hope and pray you do. And, you know, in total, that, that building fund was a part of that. I don't remember, it was like $11,000 or something like that was what was in the, in the building fund at that time when we first came. This is 2010, so we've been here 14 years, me and Leslie. Um, she says close to 12, but it was 11,000 something. I don't have the exact specifics, and I'll look it up and find it if you need me to. But a as of last week, we crossed over the threshold of $200,000 in the building fund. And faithful over the little things. And there's been some big offerings. There's been some people that's really put their heart, soul, and mind and strength into it and their finances. They opened up their wallet and, and did some incredible things. And there's Because that building fund was made up of a lot of little ones. Though. There's people that give $2 a week sometimes to the building fund. Uh, we, the two large gifts that we've had has been $25,000 one time and $20,000 another time that somebody gave to that building fund. That's a lot of money in one drop at a time. But think about that. If there's 45,000 of the 200 has come from two large gifts, that means 155,000 has come with pennies and dimes and dollars at a time. And God wants us to be faithful. And I, I don't know the answers to all the futuristic things. I don't know the total design of the building. I don't know some of the things that's going to happen to that building. But I do know this, I serve a God that's faithful. Amen? Amen? And that's all I want to be is like him. So if he's faithful, I need to be faithful. And I'll continue the process until he tells me, you're done. Okay? 
That's how long he has me until he tells me I'm done. And when he tells me to sit down, that'll be the day when I sit down. But until then, I've just got to be found faithful, Betty. It's always requiring me to be faithful. Be a steward. And the beauty of what's happening right now at the church, some months in offerings and stuff that comes in, we're putting like $2,000 a month in that building fund. A month. Because a lot of people are being faithful with the little. And that sounds like a parable that Jesus taught one time. Be faithful over a little, and you'll be rewarded with much. And what God is going to do through the bridge, and I don't know, I can't give you the whole picture. I can't tell you the entire future. But I can tell you this, it's what God wants. And that's the way it'll be, is what God wants. And he'll see fit that it's accomplished. So, be faithful. Be faithful. If you want a picture of a future for yourself that is lovely, that's a picture of what God wants, think this. Be faithful. Because those people that stood up a minute ago for these different things that we called out, and if I missed some area that I'm not thinking of right now, I apologize. But those people that stood up has been faithful. And to watch Betty go over and be a bouncer <laughs> is awesome. So don't let anything get in your way of why, why I can't. Because Betty could say why I can't. I'm tired. She's been doing it since 1997 here. <laughs> she's pulled her term, right? But she's still faithful. Amen? She could say, I can't hear what the kids are telling me. I can't do it anymore. I can't hear them. But no, she don't use that excuse. She still goes over. and She's still a bouncer. She's still faithful. And I can use a bunch of you as examples of that. Keep being faithful. Amen. And you, if you haven't done anything, and if you're sitting there and you didn't stand up for any of those things and you want to get involved in one of them, if you've seen somebody stand up for one of them, whether it's security, whether it's greeting, whether it's taking care of bouncing, and <laughs> I loved it because Ryan's always been real backward, and I'm glad he's not here this week because I can talk about him, but he, he he's one that says, I, I ain't going to do anything in front. You know, if, it, if Elizabeth makes him get up here, he'll turn red as Ernie's shirt and he don't like it but he eventually signed up and I think somebody signed him up for being a bouncer and he went over and he's like I like it I kind of like it because everybody else is doing all the teaching all he's done is bouncing he likes it uh, I call him Barney Fife when he's in there as a bouncer but it's okay <laughs> but he loves it we can all do something so if we don't have money we might have time Amen? So Dusty said time, talent, and treasures. And if we don't have money and we don't have time, maybe we've got some talent. Amen? We need talent. And if we have those three things and we give those three things and we do the things we're doing and be faithful over a little, God is going to see fit that this church continues to do and accomplish what he has it set out to do. This is the end and last week of... Um, our Gospel BC series, and it, it, it talked about Isaiah 53 and how that Jesus was wounded, he was bruised, he was uh, took stripes on his back, all those things. In Isaiah 53, I want you to go read that if you can. And I, I promise you that when Isaiah wrote those words down in Isaiah 53, he couldn't see what it was depicting was Jesus. He knew it was a prophecy, he knew it was futuristic, but he didn't know the whole. He couldn't see it. But he wrote it anyway. Because he's faithful to write down what God told him. Now we can look at, back at it and say, well, wow, that's, I can see exactly that's Jesus. Stripes upon his back, 39 of them. Yeah, I know from history that that happened. Right? We can look backwards and see clearly. But the future's different. As Dusty said, we need the light to shine into that darkness to give us images of what God wants us to do. faithful God is faithful and always asking for us is to be faithful over what we can do and we all are not capable of the same things but he's just calling on us just be faithful
And it is a busy world that Leslie was talking about, and I get it. There's times that my job makes me not be here. I, I get it. I, I can't be here sometimes. And I'm thankful to have a church that have people that preach in it, and I can call on people, and yeah, I'll, I'll be there next Sunday. I, I could tell them, Travis, right now, next Sunday's yours. He'll, he'll do it. Why? It's faithful. Dusty and Albie and Leslie and, man, the kids, the teenagers, every year during Thanksgiving, I get to sit down and take a break, and I love listening to them. Don't you? Those kids are anointed by God to do great things. And mighty exploits will they do. Why? Because Jesus is using their giftings. And I would never have been able to have done what they do at that age. And I'm dumbfounded, but it's because of Albie and Dusty pouring into them for years. Isabella's been here since she's that tall. It's no accident that she'll stand up here behind this pulpit and speak the word of God. It's no accident that Mylon has come here as a little snotty-nosed brat. It's no accident that Leslie and I have spent time in Eric and Brittany's house and loving on Ledger and them. I wouldn't trade it for nothing. Because Dusty, I ain't scared about the future. Because God is faithful. He's faithful. And all we got to do is the little pieces and keep plowing. Don't turn back. Put your hand to the plow and go forward. And Danny, when you come in and you run that vacuum and you're praying, I know you do, over this church and these people, it matters. For those that you give, and man, Shannon's killed it. He he helps all the time in ways you don't know. I didn't even know that the, apparently the commode was rocking. Maybe all the rest of you knew it. I don't go in there and sit on the commode a lot, so I didn't know. <laughs> Apparently Shannon does because he knew. And he was in there cribbing the thing up last week so it wouldn't rock anymore. Some of it's behind the scenes that you never know about. And he ain't going to get up here bragging. I've, I stuck sticks under the commode and broke them off and made it work. It takes all of us to be faithful. Jess, I want you to go home and brag on him if you don't care. Just, just pat him on the back and tell him, tell him some of it was about him. How beautiful it is when we dwell together in unity. We went way over to 1146. I'm sorry. I do have to say what I'm getting ready to say because I've I just have to say it, and it is what it is. So there was a guy once in the Bible, and it's in the book of Acts, that he he was preaching, and he was an apostle. And he went to this town where Jesus had been years before. And Jesus had talked to this woman at a well, and she went back and spoke to the city, and the city came out and realized that Jesus was real and he was the Messiah and then let's leapfrog forward after Jesus' death, burial and resurrection there's this apostle goes into this town and he starts preaching and the entire town just I mean it's revival on fire and it's a story of just preaching, miracles all the stuff that happened in the Bible it, it was realistically in that town And it says this preacher was there, and all of a sudden, he was taken out. He wasn't there anymore. Sometimes we like being in revival. It's a whole lot of fun. If you've ever been in a revival and part of revival, and maybe that'll break out here like it did Asbury. I hope and pray it does. Amen? I want to be part of something stirred inside of me that's bigger than me. That's revival, what revival is. And he gets, he gets took out of there, and he's placed out here in the middle of a desert. How many knows when you're in the desert, not a whole lot of folks are around? Amen? But as he's out here in the middle of this desert, all of a sudden, there's an Ethiopian come by. The story is that there's an Ethiopian come by. And he, he's there, and he's thinking, man, I just come out of this revival where thousands got saved. I've seen people healed, delivered, set free, miracles. And now I'm out here in this desert, 
and there's some Ethiopian come by. And in the Old Testament, the Gospel B.C., Ethiopians weren't allowed to even hear the word. They weren't even allowed to be involved. Why? Because he's black. He was a Gentile. Different than me. This is Black History Month in February. You know what God did? The God we serve, the God of the Bible, the God of the Old Testament. He took the preacher out of the revival and put him on a pathway where one guy was riding by on a on this with this club and entourage of an Ethiopian, this black guy that didn't know God. But you know what that black guy was doing? He's having people to read to him. And he said, "I can't understand what you're talking about." And the Apostle Philip says, "Care if I explain it to you?" Ethnomic eunuch said, absolutely. Tell me what it says. What well, says this? And the thing you're reading is Isaiah 53. You know who he's talking about? He's talking about Jesus. He tells him about salvation. Ethnomic eunuch said, I believe what you're saying. And they looked around, and in the middle of the desert, somehow there's a pool of water there, Betty. And they stop and they say, is there not water sufficient enough for baptism? And he gets out of his chariot and he gets down there and he's baptized by this Jew in the middle of a desert. You know why? Because God will provide. And we need to be opening up our mind. So if it's Black History Month and some people get tore up about that, Betty, they don't like it. Some people say, well, why ain't there White History Month? <laughs> yeah, the other 11 is. It's okay. Give people their space. Give people their... Can I hear any amens in the Bridge Church? That if you're black, if you're Hispanic, if you're male, female, what, Jew, free, what, don't matter. Come as you are because God will be found faithful at the Bridge. That's all we need to say. And if you don't know any black people, shame on you. Amen? I... You know why? Because Adri, you know what? She sent me a message a while back, Betty had said. She said, I love you, Pastor Ben. And I know she does. Just be faithful, church. Let's make this year, 2024, a year where we will be found faithful. That's my vision. That's what I ask of you. That's what I beg of you. That's what I plead you to do. Be found faithful. Just like that one. <laughs> Whose kid is that? <laughs> Tegan's pointing at Ammon for some reason. I don't know why. I think it's a sign she's saying, shut up, Pastor. I'm going to go play. She'll be faithful. Keep her in church. She'll be faithful. Keep your baby in church, Connor. It's important. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. God, we thank you for Vision Sunday. We thank you for the Bridge Church. God, that you allow us to be a small part in this community that allows your son Jesus to be found, to be known, and to be served. And God, as each person sitting here today Lord, that it was faithful to come this morning. And God, I pray that we would just somehow, in some way, continue the process of being faithful to you. And God, for those that's just beginning this journey, God, that you would give us clear vision, that you would allow them to see clearly what you want them to do. And Lord, that sometimes even it's a small thing that you would ask of them, and God, that they would be found faithful and giving their self to you. And Jesus, most of all, my prayer that I've been thinking this whole week for this church and this body is, Lord, that we wouldn't possess you, but that you would possess us. That you wouldn't be just a little shiny trinket that we get off the shelf and bring in on a Sunday morning and worship for an hour. But that, God, that you would you come and abide amongst us. And, God, our whole weeks would be used by you in your own special way. 
God, whether you have us to speak to the waiter that as we're sitting at a table and being served our food, God, that you would open up our mouths and make clear the gospel message. That we would speak of your son Jesus because he saved us, he redeemed us, he healed us, he set us free. And God, that we would be possessed by you. That we would stop possessing you and we would allow you to possess us. That you would be Lord of our lives. Master, use us, equip us, do the work of the ministry in this community in which we live. Help our families supply all the needs as you always will because you are faithful, God. And God, I pray that every person in this place would be found faithful in that day. In Jesus' name, amen.